This is Radio Maria. A very warm welcome. It's now one minute past four o'clock on this sunny afternoon, Tuesday, the 21st of June 2022. And we are now about to begin our catechesis this afternoon. And I'm sure our regular listeners will recognize the voice of our next speaker. It's Father Andreas Schaffberger coming from Vienna in Austria. He's been doing a talk on prayer, our deepest longing. And today, Father Andreas would like to focus on growing in maturity. Good afternoon, Father. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Very well. Nice to I have just you. Heard, I just heard not only your voice, but I heard that in London there is a warm afternoon exactly the same as it is in Vienna. That's right. That's right. Summer has but, arrived. But the, the problem will be, a problem or not, is that today I have to speak about a topic that cannot be seen as a warm afternoon, but it's a, a very hard to, to get along with. <laughs> right. So what will you be speaking about this afternoon to our listeners? Uh, we have begun a few months ago uh, to speak about growing to maturity in prayer. And now we will um, meditate about a topic um, which is uh, written down here with, uh, with the line, Love Through Locked Doors. That is um, a reference to John's Gospel, chapter 20, you know, when uh, Jesus entered the room through locked doors. And sometimes it's necessary that God may do this because sometimes there are situations in our life uh, when we are not able to open the door from inside. I want to give you uh, the, the example that Father Rollheiser, who wrote this book, this Canadian priest who wrote this book, uh, he's speaking about. Uh, the, the example is several years ago, he's writing here, a family he knows had lost their daughter through a suicide. This young woman was in her late 20s, not very old, and had become dangerously depressed. She had tried to commit suicide. It didn't work, but then it worked. The family before had tried to rush around her. They brought her home. They strove to be with her constantly. They sent her to doctors and psychiatrists, and they generally tried everything within their power to love her and to coax her out of her depression. It didn't work. Eventually, she succeeded in taking her own life. Looking at her death and her family's efforts to love her and save her life, one sees how, at a certain point, human love can be helpless. That's the point. Sometimes human love can be helpless. Sometimes all the effort 
all the patience and love in the world cannot get through to a frightened, sick, depressed person. In spite of everything, that person remains locked inside herself, just as this young woman did. Locked in herself, huddled against love, unfree, inaccessible, bent upon self-destruction, a horrible situation, especially for, for a family and for friends who try to help another person who is in this bad situation. None of us, Father Rollheiser is writing here, none of us who has ever dealt with such a situation has been immune to the deep feelings of discouragement, guilt, hopelessness, and fear that ensue. Love, regardless of effort, seems powerless. And that is uh, the, the chapter and the topic we want to speak about today. What do you do? How do you feel when you try to give your help and love to somebody and it doesn't work? When you feel hopeless and full of guilt and discouraged. And in such a situation, Father Rollheiser speaks about that, what I would call maybe the deepest ground for of our of our uh, faith he's writing fortunately we are not without hope and consolation we believe in the ultimate redeeming power of love the ultimate redeeming power of love and in the power of a love beyond our own that can do that redeeming we cannot do it but there is a power of love above us that can do that redeeming. God's love is not stimmed in the same way as it is as is ours. Unlike ours, it can go through locked doors. And that's the quotation of uh, John chapter 20, where Jesus comes through locked doors to people who are frightened totally. Jesus can enter closed hearts. And as the gospel is saying, he can breathe peace and new life into frightened, paralyzed persons. Our hope and our belief in this are expressed in one of the articles of the, of the Apostles' Creed. There is a line. I don't know how it is spoken in English uh, nowadays. In further times, it was um, it was spelled. He descended into hell, into hell. What an incredible statement that is! God descended and descends into our hells. If that is true, and everything in Christ's life and teaching suggests that it is, then the human heart has its ultimate consolation. Love will triumph. Love will triumph. Let us um, have a, a little uh, part of music to meditate this wonderful sentence of the Creed, of the Apostles' Creed. Thanks. Jesus descended and descends into the, the, horror, the most horror, horrorful uh, situations 
he descended in our hell. Thank you very much, Father Andreas. And uh, just before we have a music break, I'd just like to let our listeners know that if any of you have a question for Father Andreas, you're more than welcome to phone in and ask it here on air. The number to dial is 01223-375564. That's 01223-375564. And coming up next for our music break, we have Come, O Spirit of the Lord. This is Radio Maria, and you're listening to Catechesis. And this afternoon, 
We're very blessed to have our dear friend of Radio Maria England, Father Andreas Schefberger, who's been doing a series of talks on prayer, our deepest longing. And today's focus is growing in maturity and love through locked doors. So we're very keen to hear the uh, second part of uh, your talk this afternoon, Father. Over to you. Yes. Uh, if you speak about catechesis, uh, what we are speaking about today, uh, when the topic is uh, growing to maturity in prayer, uh, it's a part of catechesis that is very special, very sophisticated, I would say. When in the Apostles' Creed, there is, a read, there is written and spoken, Jesus descended into hell. Father Rollheiser uh, is writing here, we haven't always understood these words to mean that, however, the doctrine of Christ's descent into hell, what is this? It is first and foremost a doctrine about love, about God's love for us, and the power of that love to go to all lengths, to descend to all depths, and to go through virtually every barrier to redeem a wounded, huddled, frightened, paranoid, alienated, and unfree humanity. These last words I, I read here from this book, wounded, huddled, frightened, paranoid, alienated, and unfree humanity. I think that's the situation we are confronted with in our days. There are so many people wounded, so many people frightened and alienated. And no power of this world, no pastoral care, no, no um, psychiatric um, steps are succeeding in in getting into such a, a heart. And now, that's the gospel, that is pure gospel. By dying as he did, Christ shows that his love is a love in such a way that he can descend into our private hills. His love is so empathetic and so compassionate that it can penetrate all barriers that we have constructed out of our hurt and out of fear. He is able to enter right into our despair and hopelessness. This idea we find expressed in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, when Jesus comes into the room where the disciples had huddled behind closed doors. Jesus comes, and Father Rollheiser here uh, is writing, that image, Christ going through locked doors, is perhaps the most consoling image within our entire faith. Dear uh, listeners to Radio Maria today, I, I think... Maybe many of you know the different pictures that we have got through the centuries, the pictures and images of Jesus, Jesus as the good shepherd, Jesus 
as the crowned king, the real king of the world. Jesus, um, who speaks about being the light of the world and so on. And in the midst of all these pictures and images, I think Father Rolheiser might be right when he says, maybe the most consoling Christ image is his coming through locked doors. It means that God can help us even when we cannot help ourselves. I don't know, Eddie, if you have a similar word in England, in Austria, there is a proverb, a word going in this way, help yourself, then God will help you. Do you have something similar? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that already makes a lot of sense translated from... Uh... Yeah, I think maybe our our priest director might have a uh, a, a slant on this. What would you say, Father? Yeah, we because yeah, we do have the when, saying the saying God God helps those who help themselves. Okay, okay, then it's a similar word. There is it makes much sense, but there is a point where it doesn't make any sense anymore. Right. Uh, when when there is enough uh, strength and power, then it's necessary that we start helping ourselves. There is a theological word saying that the grace builds upon the nature. Uh, we we must use our nature to do the steps we can do, and then God will do His steps. But as you have heard here in this uh, chapter, I spoke about today, uh, about this young uh, woman committing suicide and the family couldn't help, although they tried everything to do that. What can you do if, if somebody isn't able to do uh, the steps? And so he uh, is writing here, uh, God can help us even when we cannot help ourselves god can empower us even when we are too weak and too despairing to even minimally open the door to let him in this is not only consoling it is also a corrective of a bad spirituality on which many of us were raised i think you know there is a, a word in the Bible, in the last book of the Bible, uh, in the, um, what is the name of the last book? Um, Epoch Apocalypses. The Apocalypse, the, yeah. Yeah, the, or the, book, the book of Revelation. It's also Revelation, often known as. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, Revelation. And there is a sentence um, where Jesus is saying, I am standing in front of your door, I'm knocking at your door, and if, if somebody opens, I will come in and um, and have community and relationship with him. That is correct. Uh, this word of the revelation wants to say God doesn't um, crush us. God, God respects our freedom. He doesn't... Um, how to say in English? Um, he respects our, our our liberty and our freedom. 
But there are situations when we are not able to open the door from inside. And now Father Rollheiser says it is not only consoling, it is also corrective of a bad spirituality or a bad understood spirituality. Unlike our love, God's love is not left helplessly knocking at the door of fear and of depression and hurt and sickness. It does not require that a person, especially a sick person, first find the strength to make the initial move to open himself or herself up to health. In that lies our ultimate consolation. There is no hell, no private hell of wound, depression, fear, sickness, or even bitterness that God's love could not or will not descend into. Once having come in, Jesus will breathe out the peace of the Holy Spirit. That would be the first half of, of the lesson today. If there is no power, if somebody cannot even uh, open the door from inside, God will find a way to open the door and come in and to help our helplessness. Yes, that would be the first part I wanted to tell you when I said at the beginning we we have a wonderful warm afternoon in Vienna and you have it in London but when people don't have a warm heart if they are depressed and wounded if it's cold God is able to enter a cold heart thank you very much father Shall we take another little music break there, or would you like to continue? Yeah, yes, okay. a little. Then, uh, then, uh, if somebody uh, is calling, mm -hmm. you may uh, interrupt me. Okay. And we will uh, keep on uh, having a, a discussion or discourse with with the people. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, great. Well, if any of our listeners would like to phone in and yeah, ask yeah. a question, the number to dial is okay. Oh one two two three. Three seven five five six four. That's oh one two two three three seven five five six four. The lines are open now, and as you call, this is Here I Am by James Kilbane. Here I, the Lord of sea and sky. I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright.
afternoon this is radio maria and if you've just joined us you've been listening to catechesis this afternoon and today we have live from vienna austria father andreas chef berger and he's been speaking about our deepest longing which is prayer and growing in maturity and uh, father would you like to continue your talk yes dear listeners of this broadcast uh, the topic, the theme of today is uh, when there are situations that are very hard and depressing, hardly to get along with, uh, then that is um, necessary what Father Rolheiser is writing about in this booklet called Growing in Maturity. 
growing in maturity to maturity in prayer, but growing to maturity in life in general. If I look at the situation of the world and of many people today, I think there are so many, many people, young and old ones, uh, missing maturity. And so they get into a situation where they can't react in a, in a way that's good and that's constructive. Father Olheiser spoke about this young woman committing suicide, although uh, her family had tried to help her in any way they could. Now he speaks about a second uh, situation that was very hard. He, he's writing here about the funeral of a young man, 18 years old, who had been killed in an automobile accident. I can remember now I'm in my fourth, 40th year of being a priest. I had been a consecrated priest in 1983. So next year, there will I will be 40 years. And I had many funerals. And one day I, I was asked, asked by a friend to have a funeral of one of his other friends who had committed suicide. I know then you are standing here and you ask yourself what to say in such a situation. And many others are standing here and there were many people of this 60-year-old guy who committed suicide, many people in the cemetery, uh, with not with the mouth, but with their eyes asking, what is this, how to get along with this situation? Either it's uh, suicide or losing the life of a very young um, boy or girl or man or woman. It's very hard. And Father Olheiser says here, it might be better not to speak or not to speak much because our stuttering and our inarticulateness might say the most important things that need to be said. I am here with you. I care. I'll suffer with you. Only taking the hand of the other or putting my hand on his shoulders, that might be the better way to express what we want to say. But on the other hand, Father Olheiser is writing here, yet there is a need for words, for some words. Why? Because words can help clarify our relationship to the person we are burying and to the God in whom we believe. When someone close to us dies, especially a young person, we experience more than simple shock and hurt. There is another uh, difficult thing to get along with. We are left with feelings of guilt. At one level, we feel guilty because we go on living. We are ourselves, we are going on to live while this young guy has died. 
And at another level, a more painful one, we feel guilty about the incompletelessness, incompleteness of our relationship with that person who has died, even if that relationship was essentially a good one. Coupled with this, Father Olhaiser is writing here, especially if the one who died is young, there are feelings of fear and anxiety. We sense an unfinishedness, an unreadiness, and even a certain brutality. He is so young, so fragile still, so unprepared to give up life and to be so finally separated from home and friends. And now Father Olhaiser uses a word about God. Some of us are used to do this. Some of us are not used. The word about having God as the best mother in the universe. Like a mother who worries about her child when she or he first leaves home, we worry about the young who die. And if we are able to say and to believe he, this young man, having left us, he is in better hands than ours, then there, is a, then there is a special consolation in the room. He is in better hands than ours. Those are words of faith, and they assure us that the God who gave this young man life, who gave him a gentle mother, a loving family and friends, who gave him exuberance and the lively life of the young, he can be further trusted to bring that life to completeness and to bring him gently into life everlasting. As a, being able to believe that God's hands are here to, to embrace people who lose their lives. And that's a wonderful thing if we are able to believe that. And now Father Rollheiser uh, makes a, a comparison between death and birth. And I think uh, this, uh, these uh, words he's writing here can help us to, to look at life and death with, other, with um, another pairs of eyes. He's writing, in understanding death, it is useful to look at birth. When a child is born, she writes, she or he is born into the arms and into the care of a mother. Save for the tremendous care, gentleness, and attention of a mother, a child is radically unready to live in this world. Given a mother, a mother though, everything cares. There is some trauma, in being born, but it is brief. Very quickly, the gentleness, the patience, and the tenderness of a mother erase the trauma of birth. In the care of a loving mother, the passage from birth to adulthood is not ungentle and traumatic, but a delightful adventure in awakening. And now, Father Rollheiser writes, God is our real mother, more tender, 
more loving and more understanding than any earthly mother can be. Our birth into eternal life through the birth candle of death must be seen just as our birth into this life. Just as here in infancy, our mother was ever to so tender and patient with us. In death, even more so is God. The hands that receive us at death are not the rough hands of our world. The heart that embraces us there will not let anything be too much for us. We will, children that we are, we will be gently, understandingly, and tenderly guided and coaxed into eternal life. Being born into God's arms surely will be as gentle and as tender an experience as was the experience of being born into our mother's arms. Yes, these two little chapters about growing to maturity in prayer and growing to maturity in life, these two chapters, I think, could be very helpful. The one is love can go through locked doors, as Jesus has done in the Gospel of John, and God is the mother who is embracing us when we are born from this earthly life to the eternal life. Yes, that would be the the catechesis of today. Thank you very much, Father. Very interesting talk there. And as I said, if any of our listeners would like to phone in, the number to dial is 01-223-375564. And... uh, Perhaps, would you happen to have any questions, Father Toby, while you're here, having a listen to this interesting talk? Yeah, thank thank you very much for that, Father Andres. There's lots to sort of ponder ponder on there. I was saying when we when we spoke in the in the break, how reading something recently about Pope Benedict and him speaking about Christ's descent into hell, um, yeah, you know. and and that it and that it ceases to become hell because. By its very definition, you can't have hell where God is present because hell is the absence of of God, which was interesting to to think about. And because sometimes some people in England, myself included, speak in the Apostles' Creed, say he descended to the dead rather than descended to hell, um, thinking yes, of hell as a as an eternal separation. So that, that that's mm. very in what you've said today and, and what I read from that Pope Benedict. Very interesting to. To, to think about I guess my my question for, for you would be what tips maybe do you have for how to how to bring these um these thoughts of of helplessness particularly when it's helplessness for, for I, I desperately want to help somebody say in the in the situation of uh of somebody who who seems determined on going down a suicide or path mm. um without sort of being a prayer of despair saying i can't do anything i can't do anything because we believe that prayer does do something what how, how would you advise praying i know as you said just now in earlier in former times uh in german and in english uh we spoke the words descended to hell 
nowadays they've changed towards uh, to going uh, down descending to the death and i think the old um, the old words have great power because um, as i think um, pope benedict wanted to express that to uh, there are despairing um, rooms in the, in the heart of human beings. In earlier times, I remember, I don't know when it was exactly, the church refused to bury somebody who had committed suicide. But uh, in the last decades, um, psychiatry, psychology, and pastoral, um, pastoral, how to say, looking for, for what is going on, they checked that nobody uh, will commit suicide if he has freedom. We, we, we checked that people commit suicide who don't see any way anymore and so they are in despair and that is hell and we have to differentiate to to separate the two notions of hell as a, a situation of despair and hell as a situation of total refusal to god's love mm -hmm. i think when uh, when I die, when anybody is dying, he will be confronted with the face of love him itself. I don't know if Jesus will speak words. Somebody said, Jesus will look with his loving eyes at everybody who is coming to him. And anybody who is able to answer this look out of Jesus' eyes, he will have the bridge to heaven, even if there is necessary um, time of, how to say it in English, um, what is between dying Purgatory. and heaven? Purgatory. Purgatory. Even if that's, that it's necessary. Okay, we need this time or this process of getting totally free to enjoy heaven. <laughs> but I think everybody who is dying, he will stand in front of Jesus, who is the personification of love. And everybody who, who has an answer to, to this love, he will, he will go with Jesus. But when there is real freedom, freedom, um, in front of the God who gives us freedom, then it must be, uh, there must be a possibility to say no. And if somebody really wants to say no to love, okay, that's hell. But we don't know if there is anybody who, who will say no. So I, I like to say to people, um, now with the eyes we have, with this um, earthly 
um, body, we don't see anything, everything. We don't see God's love enough. But when having died, all these um, these barriers will be pushed away, and then there is another chance to give an answer to the God who is inviting you. Is that a, uh, an answer to <laughs> to be hopeful? Yeah, no, it's a very very interesting. It's like it's a it's a it's a big and 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 fascinating topic and a, and a difficult topic and it's one i know there's been sort of controversy in the amongst some prominent theologians of yes, late some about universalism and then others about you know does there need to be somebody in in hell um you know jesus seems to imply in his teachings that there will be quite a lot of people going there but at the same time you know we know the as uh graham green described it the um the appalling strangeness of the of the of the mercy of god and we and we trust in that and we and we pray and we pray 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 for that um mm -hmm. but it it takes us into sort of fascinating areas because if you think about how could somebody say sort of no et eternally to god it also makes us think mm -hmm. about the ways that we sin in our own lives and how actually even now whilst conscious of the love of God can I sometimes say no not thy will but mm. but but my will and so there's there's something of a, a mystery that mm. remains around all mm. all yes. sin and in the same ways that you know there's there's a mystery mm. around the way the, the the last judgment will ultimately work mm. yes and we have to keep up the mystery uh, we we haven't the last answers. I think we have to to keep the mystery that there is freedom. God has given us freedom to decide. Uh, on the other hand, we we have to tell people that God created us out of love and for a life of love. Mm. And we don't know if there is anybody on this planet who is able to say a total no to love you know we speak about hitler and and mao and all these guys who did very bad things we don't know what hitler uh, experienced when he died i think he committed suicide too oh yes he did yes. but but we don't know what what did he experience when he stood in front of Jesus after having died? I know that, that the father of Hitler was a, a very cruel guy who who um, handled his connection and, and his relationship with his son very badly. And then I, I read a book about his mother and that seems to be much more cruel so i don't know what a, a man like hitler is experiencing when someday he is standing in front of the god who is a real good father mm -hmm. i don't know there is hans was from baltasar a very famous theologian 
who says we we are able to hope that nobody will bear will be there in hell. On the other hand, we know that everybody has the possibility to decide. We don't know. <laughs> Our job is to help people to get in contact with this love. Yeah. And pref preferably to come into contact with his love in this life, not leave it to the last moment. That's what we're in the game of trying to do. Yes, let's try to do it. And Radio Maria is one of the tools God has and we have to use to get people in contact with this wonderful God. Very good. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Father Andreas, for your time this afternoon all the way from Vienna and also thank you Father Toby for your your input and your questions. We're coming up towards the end of the program now. Um would you, would you like to say maybe um a prayer before we close Father? Yes, yes, yes I want to say. Can I start to say it? Please by all means. Yeah. Okay. Dear listeners to radio broadcast today let us pray, let us look at this wonderful God we have celebrated at uh, the last feasts here, Pentecost. Father in heaven, we thank you for having sent us your son, who is the exact image of you and your love. Father, we thank you for having sent us the spirit, the power from heaven, who wants to guide us in our lives, who wants to consolate us. We've spoken about uh, being not consolated because of terrible experiences. Father, please give us this wonderful spirit coming from your heart and from Jesus' heart. Holy Spirit, come, help us, guide us, be with us in every situation we have and make us able to give this consolation and to give light to other people whom we will who we will get in contact with this week this day maybe so that we can can live our our job on earth to be to be testimonies of your love so this wonderful God may bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much indeed, Father Andreas. And uh, will you be joining us again soon? We will uh, join in July. Okay. I, uh, we, have, uh, we have one um, date to have together. It would be the last chapter of this book. On July the 19th. Great. Well, we look forward to having you back on Radio Maria. And if you'd like to catch this program again, it will be rebroadcast quite early in the morning at four o'clock tomorrow. But uh, if you're not an early bird, there will be also a uh, podcast available on our Radio Maria England website. So, Father, once more, I'd like to thank you very much on behalf of all our listeners and everyone here, the team at Radio Maria, for joining us this afternoon. And Eddie, I, I should ask you in the name of some people from Austria and America, is there a, a possibility to um, to get the, the broadcast Absolutely. On, on the website? Absolutely, yeah. 
Yes, please. Okay, okay well, please. With you the, send me the link. With the okay. technology, we can do that. Yes, okay. All Thank right. you very much. Thank you. Take care, Father. God bless. Yes. Bye. God bless. Bye.